Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast, David Evans here, a, a draw and a defeat, back to the good old days of being a Wolves fan everybody. On the podcast this week we've got Richard Hobbs. Hello everyone. And we've got Stu Hall. It is the season to be jolly. It is the season to be jolly. Uh, and also Stu's jumper by the way, it's a cracking jumper. Last year, didn't you have a snazzy hat? Am I right yeah, the wolves. yeah, the Wolves hat. Is yeah. that in your Twitter profile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a bit no, but you, no, you had another one. You brought another one where... Oh, the one had, with the, the, the scene on top. Yeah, like the, the snowman on top, the green yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it blows off too easy, though. <laughs> it's, <laughs> being blown off, it would be preferable to last night at the minute. Yeah. But, um, no, it's, it's in my house, though. And by that you mean being carried by the wind. Carried by the wind, of course. Being carried by the wind, everybody. I'll change. My, I'll put a temporary profile so people can see so, as well. Just so people know, we might yeah. take a picture. We've got, yeah, we'll it's get, an Android we'll, tradition we'll, now. We'll, what, what Stu's wearing yeah. now at Christmas? Which are great, honestly. Well, I did to be fair, that. we could do that every week. Yeah. with yeah. Stu, because you've got some we'll um, trainers match the arms as well. We're not going to reveal what the jumper is, but it's a Christmas themed jumper of a certain kind, and it, it is great. Is it because of a certain movie that's? Yeah, I'm, go, I'm going next Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Oh. I'm going on a Twitter blackout. And, oh, it's, it's epic. I'm going to four Again, days. we're just being cryptic at this yeah. point. I'm going to 4D as well. I've never done one of them before. Ooh, you know, 4D? All, with all the smells and the wind and stuff. And the, oh, I don't know really? how that would work. I don't know. Like, films. What should we use here, Gary? Some garlic? Yeah, just put some garlic. Especially a fancy film. Like, it's mm. not really... Well, it, it, it's fantasy for you. It could be real in some people's eyes. It's a re- religion. Well, no, to be to fair, recognise religion. It happened a long, long time ago. So, <laughs> it's, exactly. I, I, who is in charge of deciding what smells go in certain places yeah. in the film? I just, yeah, I don't. The get smell it. of a, a David Prowse, <laughs> <laughs> sweaty David Prowse. In a, is, who is? Do you know who's playing? Uh, we're talking about Star Wars. We might <laughs> yeah, not yeah, lose yeah. that now. Um, the, the body of Darth Vader. Yeah, we're I don't about. know. Um, it is. If you remember Guardians of the Galaxy, yes, yeah. no, so not one of the main Guardians. <laughs> um, do you remember the scene where they're all, they're, we're all going probably geek now, they're all, they've all been captured um, to go on the prison, and there's that guy, that prison guy, the blue oh, guy, yeah. he's got the headphones, oh, he's on the trailer, yeah, yeah, yeah. him, that guy, that actor, he's, he's playing the body of Darth Vader. 
in this new version. Keeping it in the Disney family. Yeah. There was a rumour a while ago that it was going to be Seamus, a.k.a. Dewey Dewey wrestler Seamus, who was going to play it. He's tall enough. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. Just done a fella. Yeah, you see the film. Like ginger beard hair coming through. <laughs> yeah. the head. Just took it back in. Just took it back in. Anyway, we better sadly get back onto things. <laughs> to do with Wolves. Uh, we're going to talk about the game against Fulham, the thriller, the defeat to Cardiff, and we'll preview the game at the weekend against Nottingham Forest. But firstly, a bit of news and Bright Ennepecare and John Flatter have both signed new deals at Wolves. Quite good, isn't it, given the recent good form of the under-23s? Well, they're, they're still... It's just tying down more youngsters for a, a longer period of time, so it's just... Whenever we do these kind of things, it's all, it's never a bad sign. Mm. Mm. Um, it's only when you... People like Zelly who never worked for, mm. but the option was still there, so... That's, that's the thing, isn't it? Best-case scenario, very stay at the club, lo- club long-term. We, in theory, get more money for them because we've gotten tied to a contract. Mm. Worse... Worst scenario is they leave in three years' time, not for any potential, and they go somewhere else. Yeah, they're not on mega books anyway, are they? Yeah. So it's a, it's a win win, really. Especially tied, you know, they've tied down sort of quite two good players in most regards. You've got Bright, who, no pun intended, but has a very bright future ahead of him. And if he can unlock his full potential, could be a massive start. Alongside someone like Flat, who's very much an understudy goalkeeper at this point, and you're always going to need a backup goalie, mm. so he might not be someone who plays for another 18 months for Wolves, but to have someone in the club who's got that, you know, commitment in those regards, I think it's definitely a good thing to stop us. Well, you know. If you have someone like that who accepts that that's their role as well, yeah, like the good old Andy Dubont in the glory days. You've got no idea no, of that, is no, no. Yeah, even that's going over my head. He, he was in the first. He was in the first ever program that I bought. Okay. Oh, 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 that's fine. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm glad. I, I wouldn't. This is like proper geeking out stuff now. He was in the, that the um, the girl who's up the nutmeg one, the green one with the two black things. Oh yeah, I had that keep. I had the keep. It was proper padding. You yeah. can wear it just as a jumper in the winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that. He was in that kit, and it was in the first ever program I had. That's why I remember that his name. I don't. Probably prison guard or something. No, okay. <laughs> he never did anything. But that's the point with John Flat. We've got a keeper who, from I've seen him when in the under twenty ones when it was the twenty ones, mm. and he looks he looks steady, he looks sound. So from that point of view, it is a good thing to do. Sorry, have I missed something in terms of because you said he, John Flat knows his role and you mentioned Andy Debar? Have I missed a story there? No, no. no. Okay. Andy Debar no, preserved goal. Andy Debar was just the third choice. Oh made, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. When you first said, I was like, where is this leading to? No, there's <laughs> no, okay. Okay. no kind of legalities and stuff. <laughs> what they've done right again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to behave today as much okay. as possible. No, he was like when you get the team, the um, team photo at the start of the season, mm. but mm. before pre-internet days and Geo City sites. Yeah, um, when you had the Express and Star, and the, the team photo was in there. It was always Moistel, then Paul Jones next to him. Andy DeBond was the other one. Andy DeBond. Oh. I just I'm having flashbacks to that kit now. I had that goalkeeper. I think that was my first goalkeeper kit of Wolves. I never had that kit. one. And my mum's boss Steve has got it, and he won't sell it to me. Steve, what are you doing? Christmas, yeah, it's an adult one as well, so not like trying to buy yours, it'd be silly. <laughs> uh, so, great uh, for Brighton and Flat to have new deals. Uh, just before we go into Fulham, just to remind you that you can still relive Wolves players of present and past using Fancast Advent all throughout December up until the 24th of December. We've been highlighting former Court Wolves <laughs> players of yonder past. 
with Fancast Advent all through the magic work of Richard Hobbs on our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Wolves Fancast. We've had some good names in the last few days, haven't we, Rich? Yeah, I've been particularly happy. With, I was particularly happy with Ludo Pole yeah. a couple of days ago just because we could really, really do with him. And then you found a picture, pictures of him without blood all over himself. I know. I was like, but I still managed to get the headband shot. Yeah, yeah. Same as like the George Nadal one because like... You know, I don't know anything about photography or whatever, but like the only photos you've got of Nadar after like either the Leicester goal, Preston goal, or against the Albion or Newcastle in the Cup, those are the only pictures mm. that exist of him. But they're so like, <laughs> but they're so always on like a hospital bed. But they're all like really iconic photos, yeah. which has been pretty cool. We've had uh, a leg Lutony as well. Yeah, in there. So we've had some great. You know, if you really want to relive some. Players have, have passed and you think, oh, I forgot about that player, like Andy Devon's favourite. He, um, he went on loan to Hartlepool, played seven <laughs> times. This, seven, this, this is going downhill. Seven yeah. times for them. See, years 94 to 97 with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's here for a while. Yeah, then he played. He went to Hereford and played 27 times, then stayed at Bridgemore Green and Bullying also. Yeah, like a proper Midlands yeah. early oh. teacher. But, you know, I was going to say, there is a grand list of players which me and Dave went through before December the only player who's definitely been placed is for Christmas Eve which obviously is, is under wraps it, it's under wraps not even Dave knows who it technically no, is no I, yeah. I, I don't because I didn't just I didn't just <laughs> throw a dart at a list of players in my imaginary room uh, but yeah, you can, but you, yeah. can you can really fancast Advent uh, Twitter at WGFC Fancast uh, Facebook Wolves uh, Fancast on Instagram Wolves underscore Fancast and you can relive those those people on there. You never guessed that one that I sent you, though, did you? The one that no. I posted. That I thought, no, if someone gets this from just a picture of me not saying his name, this is some genius. Because I, I, I had to look in my pro, I had to go in the loft to get my program box to be sure that the picture was of him, and it was Jens Duvet. Good name. Yeah. There was one that was recommended to us, and I've forgotten his name now, but he's currently the assistant manager at Forest. Uh, there is someone did I've forgotten who recommended it to us assistant uh, manager for he's the assistant manager for was it Finkler or something no like Rich is doing some uh, research well, at the moment the difficulty is it's finding a player who's actually got three photos of them in a wall shirt which has <coughs> got a water mark on it so day one I can, I can let you know now was going to be Cedric Russell Problem is, the only good photos of him are in a Coventry City shirt. Mm. I wasn't having that, so... That was another massive disappointment. When we signed him, I thought, I'll hit the big time, yeah? There's someone with a bit of pedigree. Jens Dow. Jens Dow. Yes, Jens that's Dow. it, that's it, that's yeah. it. Um, odd, odd that he's the assistant manager for us now. But we'll see. Jens Duvet. That's it. So it's... Oh, oh, we're all getting the links now. Oh, we're all getting the links great. now. So, yeah. So, Fancast Lads event, find us on social media and relive some Wolves players from past. Right, let's kick things off of the two-game review with the eight-goal thriller of Molyneux on Saturday. Wolves drew four-all with Fulham. Wolves were 3-1 down at half-time and looked like that was it once again. But Wolves performed an absolutely stellar comeback to the 90th minute to lead 4-3. We thought we'd pulled off one of the best comebacks since Leicester all those years ago, but you knew what was coming, and two minutes later, full of equalised. But you probably would argue that a draw was a fair result at the end of the day. Now, gentlemen, it would have been fantastic to win the game, given the circumstances as well, but it was a draw. Before we start analysing stuff about it, what was everyone's general reactions of the, I the draw? 
Yeah. I had a little giggle to myself because it was so, it just summed that whole game up. We were so pathetic in the first half, and then to actually put a shift in, and then thought, oh, let's just be in Wolfstar. Let's just let's just throw it away again. It was just one of them. It, but like you said, Lily, you couldn't be deflated by it because they actually showed something, mm. and they actually showed a bit of fight for a change. And actually, going, I thought it was the most exciting going forward. I've seen us since them three left. Mm. Well, since the, the Trinity was broken up. So for me, I was it was kind of like mixed emotions. But I was generally pleased by. How it all turned out in the end, really. Yeah, I think pretty much fans and players were kind of a bit emotionally destroyed by the end of the game because it was absolute roller coaster. I mean, you saw at the end of the game, all the players just didn't know how to react, and you know, I think they all just sat on the floor because on the wolf side, we'd clawed it back from three-one down to four-three, and then conceded in the last minute. But on the other side, you've got Fulham who were 3-1 up, who were coasting, mm-hmm. to have then nearly thrown it away, to have nabbed a draw against a pretty rubbish side. Mm. Well, you kind of just pissed off, or in the interviews oh, after. Yeah. And he was saying, yeah, well, we shouldn't have never been in that position. No. And they shouldn't have been. But for, for a change, we actually pressed them. And that's, that's what I got into last night. I was actually looking forward to it. Mm. Mm. Well, let's start with the team. And the big surprise, of course, was Harry Burgoyne. Burgoyne, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Harry Burgoyne, who is at the moment the fourth choice uh, keeper at Wolves, who got uh, his senior debut ahead of John Flatt, both Hakimi and Lonergan were fit enough for the game. Did anyone else have the kind of double-take reaction when they saw the team shoot? I'd heard... So I was going to say, I'd heard rumours. Like I think it kind of been leaked earlier that neither Lonergan or Hakimi were going to be fit. Yeah. And um, and I kind of assumed, well, it's going to be flat then. Yeah. And then sort of then had sort of a curveball. Well, actually, well, Harry, you know, Harry saved what was it two three penalties against Sunderland under twenty three. So it's like, mm, okay, he's got the match fitness, so to speak. And yeah, and he's on an upper. Yeah. But I didn't even notice at first because we all because everyone I've been talking about now Lonergan and now Akimi, and we just assumed the rep the flat would play. So I was looking down the list and I was like. And read me from the back, I often. And then he said, Oh, is it flat? And I looked at No, that's not flat. Who, who is that? <laughs> Self certification. Yeah. Um, who is that? And because I, I haven't been to, on the under 23 bandwagon yet, like mm. everyone else, I, I knew the name and I'd seen him once or twice in highlights and he looked decent shot stopper, but I had no idea who he was. Mm. He thought, Well, it's a bit, it's a bit of a bit of a muchness in our position to throw a young 19 year old kid in. But we had no choice. Yeah. What was it? Throwing a 19-year-old in or throwing a 20-year-old? How old's flat? 21, he's, 22? He's, he's definitely older than him. Mean. Yeah. But he's going to be the next grade up, isn't he? But so where's the other like... one gone? Where's Woody? Oh, Joe Woody. Oh, he's, he's under 18, isn't he? Yeah. So I think he's still one step behind for going. The one who... But yeah, um, to be fair to him, I, I think he played really well. Yeah. That double save mm. was as good as any keeper anywhere. Yeah. To get up that quickly from that... Because it, it was it was quite low down and he had to kind of bend his body rather than just throw himself. That double save was superb. I mean, it was a big turning point in the game, to be fair. Yeah. Because it was at 3-1 and in the first half, Dicko missed a really good chance at 1-0. That and was... You talk about, and you know, you get these points in a game where you can always see the tide turning. And at that point, it was like, shit, this 19-year-old's kept us in it at this mm. point. It was almost like... This is a point where we need really need to pull our fingers out. I think with Bagoan, 
wasn't that he had a bad game and he did everything that he was probably told to do, mm. but you could see, you know, he wasn't, he was basically told, don't come out of your six-yard box for any crosses. Just stay on your line, do your very basics, let your defenders do all the work for you. Mm. I don't mean that in a necessarily bad game because he's got no experience at that level. If that is what he was told or if that's his style, because especially... I'd be worried if that's his style, though. We'll get on to that what I saw last night. It seems very much to me that he's more Michael Oaks than... Hennessy or Akimi. Mm. Um, but he said he, he didn't look phased by No. He looked confident. Which is what you want, though, yeah. in coming into that situation. I mean, his kicking was really sound. I mean, it, it was, again, interesting, but actually for the first 60 minutes of the game, he kicked it in the same spot every time, just to the right of the halfway line. And it was yeah. clearly not... And again, I've got no problem with that, because he did it, bang on every time. Yeah. Well, didn't rush one. It was, it was in the second half where... The second half where we needed to be a bit more adventurous. And all of a sudden, you could see him like hitting, you know, almost a corner flag at some point. I mean, it was great. There was that season. one where he um, he kicked it out wide to the left-hand side. Yeah, he kicked it to and the it, um, it slightly, It was slightly of hitting, he didn't mm. judge the bounce. But it was pinpoint, it was yeah. straight to him. And like it really stretched out the play, and it was, yeah. you know, it's like there's clearly a lot of ability with him. Um, yeah, I mean, the things like you're not coming for crosses, and I mean... I don't think it was at fault for Fulham's second goal, but I'd think if Akeem was there, he'd have come and claimed yeah. it. But he's 19 in his first league game, yeah. and he's got experienced players in front of him to help yeah. him out. And which probably you'd think he'd probably, how many games would he have had? He'd probably had two days training with him. and well, He got told two hours before. Yeah, I mean, he would have been training with a, yeah. with a yeah. first team now. Um, and you think, well... If they'd been training, you'd you'd, try not, you'd find out what type of keeper he is. Yeah. If they've got any brains, which last night, mm. um, and you think, well, if that's where he is, the defenders mop it up. Yeah. That's they do their job. The keeper stays where he is. The defenders head the ball away. Mm. With Akimi and Hennessy and all the others we've had, like that and that Murray, they'll come and get it. The defenders they go away. They just stand there, block the player off. Job done. Sadly. Danny Bash had been commanding there. Mm. It's clear that as soon as it, the first couple of balls came into the box and he won't come in for it, you think, okay, well, that's an, an top keeper he is. You, you deal with it. Danny Bath mm. leadership again. And mm. we got away with it on Saturday for a large extent of it. Mm. Well, um, we didn't, though, because... No, from, they, from, he's from... I mean, the, there was the, the second goal, but... Yeah, but to say, I'm fourth, because, <coughs> you know, the, the basics of kind of goalkeeping is that, you know, you command your six-yard box... If, you know, if you're not going to be like a Wayne Hennessy, you know, basically how all Wolves goalkeepers have usually trained, which is if a ball almost sits between six-yard box and penalty spot, you can come and claim it and clear everything out in your way. And fair enough, but you claim your six-yard box. The second goal, the ball came into the six-yard box and he doesn't come for it. Their uh, goal, at the, the fourth goal, Again, sort of something quite similar where it essentially goes over a six-yard box and comes back again. And again, I'm not really blaming him, but there needs to be a bit more presence. And you've got... Um, and clearly, like, Cardiff did their work on Tuesday because it was a big swinging ball onto the back stick, which, if you've got an inexperienced goalkeeper, he's not going to move from that position, so he's got to make sure he's claiming them. Um and again, I'm not trying to discredit him. Mm-hmm. And it might and say it's 
it's what he's having to learn, and he's having to sort of carve her learn the hard way in a bit. And you know, must you know, must suck for a guy who's put in a, two very good displays and made a really good account for himself to be sitting here and only he's conceded put, six goals. He's put in one good display last night. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, get on to that. What's my call? Dico, I think well, I said this to Reek. Well, Reek said mentioned it first on Twitter. Dico, Dico does not look like the same player at all. Well, I mentioned this on the podcast. I said I'm worried that we're not we're not going to see, see the, that, the Dico. With, see, I think interested. he looks more of a player he was two seasons ago on Saturday than he's looked in the last ten nine oh, his, games. His movement and everything is you can't fault his movement and his effort, but his shot. I know you get match fitness. But that predatory... Did he ever have it, though? Yeah. Because, no, think about it. Like, cause <coughs> he scored goals two seasons ago, but it wasn't... He, he a was. lot of it was because of Sacco and then the rivalry, rivalry with a phobia in those regards. And then he didn't score... Did he score any in the league before he got injured? But he wasn't missing chances like he has been. That's the thing. I can't remember, if you think back, how many chance, glaring misses he actually cocked up. Hmm. There ain't many at all. And yeah. That one that led to their equaliser on Saturday, you think, well, you could have fell on it. You, you yeah. A broken toenail could have knocked it in from where, from where he was. And he, I don't know how he even managed to do that. And um, just spin his body round. And I mean, last night he was isolated, yeah. but yeah. I just don't think he's the same player at all. I think it looks like, the sadly, the Ebans Blake situation again. And it's... It's horrible well, to see, really. That, that's it's, a, it's, it's a fear, isn't it? And hopefully he will come back. Yeah, hopefully I'll be completely wrong. This but... is kind of, I was going to say, it kind of links back to my whole thing with Siggy last season. It's a slightly different kettle of fish, but they have pre-seasons for a reason, and it's to get them built up from... Oh, that's the chips. Mystery buzzer. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, you know, you have pre-season for... The reason is to build up this base fitness is to play six to eight games. When And if a player doesn't have that, if they get injured at the start and it's a niggling injury and it puts them out for a month for a pre-season, then they don't tend to have a strong season or they, their fitness drops. And Dicko was in and out of pre-season. He picked up another injury, if I'm right in thinking. I think he picked up a hamstring injury. Yeah, he was, he was like... You know, so actually, so... His fitness wasn't almost where it needed to be at the start of this season, so he's almost playing a bit of catch up with himself. Now, after what ten game league games, you'd kind of hope it's all there now. But yeah, yeah he, he hasn't got that spark. He looks that. He looks like the player we're on loan mm. when they're playing yeah. him on the wing. That's what he looks like to me at the minute. And it looks like it's just that instinct's gone. And I don't know how, how it can happen to someone like that who it's. When, like bullies, when bullies talked about it for years, he had no skill, but he had instinct. Mm. It never left him. Even when he was injured and he came back and he was just right back on him. With Dicko, uh, if you can coach that back, I don't know, but it just looks like it's gone from him at the minute. Mm. Let's, go, let's go through some of the goals that happened on Saturday. The Wolves opening goal was Courtney Hawes. It was the first time. Someone apart from Costa or Edwards has scored for Wolves since the 1st of October, which is a glaring <laughs> stat there. Uh, but nice little head. It was nice as it, could, it was his first goal for Wolves as far as I'm aware as well. Yeah. Nice little header into the from, from the from Good the set, set piece. piece. Yeah, yeah. well worked. I mean, 
a good set piece and Wolves don't go no, together very often. So it was very that. refreshing yeah. to see. Uh, also, full credit <coughs> to Fulham's third goal from Kearney because that was yeah. a, it was a wonder goal. And wasn't that from from my angle? Did, did, there was a deflection. I thought it took a nick. Yeah, so. I don't think so. I think there was a deflection from my angle. It looked like it just went straight in. But it was a great goal. Yeah. Great kind of the, the set up from the corner as well. I mean, just the technique of how he, how he swerved his body on it. I mean, half the time that's going to be blazed over or mm-hmm. for a, a throwing or something. But he connected. Did he win goal of the day? Because I know it was in, in contention for it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he did. It needed to be. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about the silly foul that Bart gave away for that free kick, though? <laughs> with the player heading towards the byline, going absolutely nowhere, just going, you know what? I'm just going to clip his heels here and fall <laughs> on top of him. That's like, I mean, it's it's classic. Yeah, it was. I was like, okay, like fair enough. Great finish. Like again, you feel sorry for Harry because. I mean, it's on the first one. He had absolutely yeah. no chance. Oh, that was a great finish as well. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, it just no. it, you get beat by parents technically like that. You got just hold your hands up and say, "Well, fair play." Yeah, uh, we then had Wolf's second goal from Doherty, which I'm. Am I right? I think it was Dicko initially had the chance that was kind of saved off the line or was saved by the keeper. Someone had the chance that it was going I think in. It, it was, was Dicko. It got saved. But then Doherty back to Cody, then drilled it across the goal, and then and Doherty Matt Doherty just, just running from nowhere. Yeah. He was on ultra attacking mode at that point. <laughs> was all out attack, just <laughs> get him in. Just bluted it in, and then uh, the third got the equaliser. We didn't think it would happen. Great goal from Cavallero, and the, and the pass from Doherty as well. Yeah, yeah. superb. But yeah, great goal from Cavalera. Yeah. That's the type of goals that you are expecting to see from this game. Yeah, moment. it was like, I can't have said it, I think, in my match blog, but it almost reminded me of Saka in a way, but how sort of direct it was, right. He was off and, the leash. Yeah, it was like, you know what, I'm going towards the goal and I'm levering this as hard as mm. I can. And to be fair, it was one of his best games for all. So. Mm-hmm. It might be because he played a, you know, a solid, what was it? Did he play all game in the end? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. he got he got 90 minutes under his belt. Second half, again, similar to Derby. Funny this. But they had a bit more freedom second half and pushed higher up the pitch and he was more effective. But, you know, he's not the sort of player who's going down easily. If he gets fouled, he gets back up again. He's, he's, he's right. got a real direct... Presence about he's bulked up now as well. And he, yeah. win, he, he can win the ball back quite easily as well. I noticed that yeah. on Saturday. I thought he had a... Like you said, Richie, the best game I've seen him had so far this yeah. season more He's like the player that we're all expecting to yeah. to see from this guy and then the what we thought was the winner from Wolves from classic Dave Edwards once again but it was a fantastic goal a goal out of nowhere the cuteness of that angle I, mean, I, I still I've watched it about five or six times there and it, it must have just gone through the keeper's put his hands up he must have gone through his hands mm. yeah. it was just the sheer pace of him pretty much did because yeah. there's no way he, he could score from there yeah then impossible you, you watch it kind of swing his body and you're just thinking oh he's going to go over he's going to put it across the goal again and it's just all of a sudden it's a goal it's like what I, I was so confused at the time because it was in front of me. Because you say, I was like, he's going to, he's going to have to cut that back. But Dico is on the floor, still stropping about, missing a bicycle kick. No one else is there. Wait, wait, is he in the back of the net? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, David was once again a goal. He had a good game as well. Yeah. Well, he had a good second half. Mm. I think that that was the thing. It's almost, it's almost unbelievable where you got attacking players and you let them attack. They play better. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah. It's like when we press teams higher and we are positionally higher up the well, pitch who we thought, stop them getting the space in yeah. our off it's amazing isn't it and Fulham were dropping further and further back as we were actually attacking them 
It's genius. Yeah, it's like, do you notice how Kevin McDonald did really well for the first 60 minutes of the game? Like, when we gave him, like, all the time yeah. in the world. Then, like, the second half, when the pressure was on, he was less influential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's magic, I reckon. I'm going to give full, uh, credit to Fulham, because they were great, weren't they? On Saturday. Yeah. They, they, especially the, the midfield three. They were good. The best team I've seen at mine. The best midfield we've yeah. had down here so far. Yeah. Um, but then Reading were the worst team we've had then here and look yeah, where they are yeah, exactly exactly like, who does the strange things yeah, the, way they, the way they kept the ball in midfield and were so good at not just keeping the ball but progressing it as well yeah. it, while they weren't just keeping the ball for the sake of it they you know they'd always be looking forward rather than just sideways or backwards just to make sure they had it and yeah. Yeah. Did, did anyone else come off well on Saturday for Wolves? Anyone else you thought notably had a good performance? I just thought, I thought Doherty, I thought Doherty for me was man of the match. Mm. And it wasn't any, it was Doherty or Cavalera. Yeah. But I think they complement each other quite well. Almost like when um, Sakon and Goldborn on the same side. Yes, yes. Mm. It's a similar kind of relationship. Obviously, the, he's right footed and he's talking about different quality of players, but. Yeah, they're both right footed, aren't they? Yeah, well, Cavalera, I think he's both kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, Doherty. I'm trying to think of a way I've ever seen Doherty use his left foot. I was just thinking that. Because he does cut in a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. That's a and, question yeah. that needs answering, but he has. So Doherty I was going to say, this is still. <laughs> has he ever used his left foot in life in general? Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> he was hopping <laughs> along yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Oh. Even to Jeez. open the door. Yeah. Give yeah. the door a jar for yeah. Amazon parcel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, who was your so? Uh, who was your working man's man of the match? Then? Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty. You're yeah. dotting your captain, you, Matt Doherty. I'd I'd still give working man of the match to uh, Big Ivan. Big Ivan. That's what he's called. Big right? Ivan. Big Ivan. <laughs> Cav. <laughs> I bet he's called Cav around the training ground, isn't he? <laughs> uh, see, at the um, official Twitter account, trying to get this uh, comic comedian thing going on. No. Cava, 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 galera. No. Look, we, we've established this. He's the Cavalero. song from he's the Canyonero song from The Simpsons. <laughs> Cavalero, Canyonero. We're not having anything else. <laughs> South Bank will be singing Cavalero. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> that's what they'll be singing. Just, yeah. And in, that's my, what, in your mind. In my mind. In my I'm, mind. When I started to tell more like Graham Kelly. You are. <laughs> in my mind, I'm saying. I'm, it sounds to me like I'm saying like with Graham your husky Kelly. voice. Yeah. And the ladies might be liking it. <laughs> That's all the stew after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> That's where things get a little blue. Uh, so all in all, then against Fulham, it was uh, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> the title. <laughs> um, things got fucking blue last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the it was a draw, perhaps a deserved uh, result. All in all, but um, it was an entertaining game. Yeah, it was a yeah. good game. It was a good performance. Second half. Um, they rightly didn't get booed off for cocking it up at the end. Yeah. And there was no... Minute, I think most people did clap them off. Yeah. I didn't see anyone, oh, I anyone just walk... There was a guy who I'd never seen before in front of me left um, about 10 minutes into the second half. And, oh, gosh, Dan, this... Oh, I don't know why I bother. I'm like, why do you bother? I haven't seen you before. <laughs> and about five minutes later, he oh, I'm going to the public. Oh, I can't, can't handle this. And his mate turned around at the end and said, he's handled this one. <laughs> Right, let's go into the depressing, more depressing bit of the podcast. That was Wolves' defeat uh, last night away to Cardiff City. Wolves did take the lead only after two minutes from a stunning goal from Matt Doherty. 
but in classic Wolves fashion, Cardiff pulled it back with minutes to go to win the game. Stu was the fancast advocate at the game. <laughs> Stu, firstly, let's try and start on a positive note and talk about Doty's goal. Out of nowhere, really. I think it was a stunning goal. And I watched it again today. It looked like it took a slight nick. If you, if you look at so it again, saying, I don't think it took a nick. Because <laughs> when, when it went in, and because we were, I was look, looking around at each other, like, what's the keeper doing? So he's just standing there, like the, he stood there, like he had been moulded from the Sabutio goalkeeper range. <laughs> Yeah. And he was still on his little on, on the little um, lever. Yeah. And someone forgot to pick him up and move him. So he just stood there and his arms were in the air. I thought, well, who's that on him? But it was a brilliant striking. Mm. But we said about Doherty cutting inside. And he just shocked everyone. Mm. There was a few people still at the bar because we only took just, just we ran about 600 went last night mm. and suffered that. Um, they only opened one bar up. Downstairs, wow, okay. so there was quite a few who missed the goal completely, and the telly was, they didn't show it either. So, um, so a lot of people missed it, and and then the, then the first half because as I said, obviously I didn't go to the game, but from what I was reading, Wolves were okay, and Cardiff weren't that all that. It it was okay for the for, for about 10-15 minutes after the goal, because um, we we still looked like we were going to go forward, but in a conservative way. There was no yeah. like gung ho. I mean, we were winning 1-0 away from home, even though it was against Cardiff, who we at that time were worse than us. Um, it was more a case of, we've got, we've got the lead, don't be silly, but when we've got the chances, go on. And Costa, to be fair, looked like he was trying. Mm. Um, and he was looking to, I mean, up until he got knackered, which I don't know if the guy got booked for it or not. Mm. He just got took out on the, on the byline. Um, it was a late tackle and he was off the pitch for... Good five minutes in treatment, then hobble back on, and and he was replaced half time. You can think, well, that looked bad, mm. and he tried to run it off, and it never would. But I'm always saying about Cavalero, he didn't go forward. It was like he had no license to go forward. Mm. And the more the game went on, especially the first half, the more they kind of they were sitting in the in our own half, trying to get him on the break from about about twenty five minutes into the game. You think you know what's going to happen here? Mm. Mm. And the enigma that is the hating man, George Savile. To be fair, had a decent game, decent yeah. first half in his actual position. You're, start, you're starting to um, I'm, come I'm, to. I'll just, you're starting I'm, to come I'm, to the dark side, aren't I'm, you? Over here. <laughs> yeah. I need more water. <laughs> um, <coughs> no, he was. Um, he was okay in central midfield. He was all right compared to the other two. It was absolutely abysmal. Okay. Sace. Been but but hang on a second, Stu. Sace mm. is the midfielder that needs to play. What's going on? What he, he needs to play with himself. <laughs> so he'd have, he'd, have, he'd have more pleasure, and so would we. But that I don't know what happened to them because Edwards was Edwards was cheers. We have Edwards was completely anonymous last night, mm. um, and the midfield we got uh, we start as soon as we started to get overrun. In the central midfield, that's when it started, and that's when the silliness started to happen. And I mean, it was all—it's everywhere anyway. Everyone knows how bad our off it was. I mean, he looked like a guy who'd never seen a ball in his life. Mm. Let alone a football. <laughs> it's all this, this it's spherical object. <laughs> so second half comes and Cardiff just well, go f- go go for it from from the off and. Wolves are just defending for the it life. It sounded like we defended quite we well. Did. We shook them out. That's what I was saying. 
even though that started to happen, there was never any real danger in the first half. I mean, there was a couple of a couple of ones where he's they had chances to hit it out with the bar, and mm. but there were not half chances. There was nothing really concrete that you'd say, oh, they should have scored from. Um, you think, oh well, we've got into half time, regroup, come back at them second half, and it was a complete opposite. Mm. It was a complete shambles. Um, Oyelfo was bad. Danny Bath was. I mean, he's not. I don't know how Tim Spears has given him a seven. Absolutely no, no idea in the world how he's got a seven. I mean, from a defensive point of view, where was he for the second goal for the winner? And I'm skipping ahead in the timeline, but if we've seen West, have you seen Westworld? No, I haven't watched any of it. Oh. I've yet to get. I, I, I know I'm going to get hooked, so I'm thinking I've got a week off over Christmas. Well, you've got a year because <laughs> season two eight eh, till twenty eighteen. But if, you want avoid, year. if you want to avoid spoilers, get on it, it's good. Okay. Um, so you can't do the Westworld reference now, I'm presuming. No, well, it's time. It's about time hopping anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's, about, it's about the Can Western. we just do a memento link and then we can somehow bring in Paul Gladden? <laughs> <Yeah. Just, laughs> Shift not bought reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it all links to our Fantastians. Maybe Westworld is set in Shift not bought We're free to look at just people. Yeah. Um, I would have even had Paul Gladden on last night. Paul Glenn would have actually made an impact. Dicko was completely isolated. Um, Sage had the worst game in, in living memory. And it, it was like putting Steve Corica as a defensive midfielder. He was, there was, he one, was on Fancast Admin, by the way. Uh, just to, uh, <laughs> uh, give you a little, note. little subtle plug there. <laughs> yeah. he, Not even subtle at this point, is it? <laughs> There's one point in the second half, he had the ball, lost the ball, and then jumped on the guy's back. Is that what he got a booking for? Yeah, yeah. So he jumped on someone's back. And what are you doing? It's on a piggyback race. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And oh, they completely lost their heads. Mm. Um, there's a point where the ball was going back to him, we were saying about Bigoin earlier. And Danny Bath had the, the ball came over, and this was towards the end. Um, and he just looked round, nodded at him, and it was tricking out to it was going down by the corner flag. And you're thinking, well, you know, he's not going to run out to the gun and get the ball from there. Yeah. And it came in with a struggle for him. Mm. So he was staying where he normally stays, and they went and the guy just went and got the ball back in the corner. For them. And it, it, was, it nearly led to more catastrophe. Mm. And you think, well, you're the captain, you're the leader. You can't be messing about this kid like this. And but the, their goal. Well, was, let's talk, yeah, their second goal, because the lead up to it is the whole, it shouldn't have been a corner. I don't really care if it was a corner or not. Right. Um, well, if it wasn't a corner, surely they wouldn't have. Well, they would have found a way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the, but no. <laughs> you have situations where a decision goes against you, but so I, I, I'm, I'm sick and I get so frustrated with the amount of fans who say, oh, it's terrible refereeing again. Always get a bad referee. It's like, well, I bet everyone else says that as well. You yeah. li- you've got to live with decisions, to be honest. Yeah, you, wrong. you can only affect, you can only like have you an influence to- on the things that you can have an impact on and yeah it's a corner but we need to defend it better mm. in my eyes and, and uh, so, so it became a corner and the resulting corner it was yeah well it's a very easy goal for, for Cardiff it was like we're going on to the Sabuio we're going to like console games then right okay. it was like when when you've had enough and you just put the controller down and let your mate score or you're like oh no I'm 6 nil down now I don't care because no one made any effort to do anything Danny Bath jumped under the ball, under the flow of the ball, nowhere near it. Oilford just stood there, no attempt to get the ball, and young Harry was just 
it was in No Man's Land. Mm. He came, he came through. He did jump, and I don't think the guy headed it. I think he just hit him and hit his shoulder or something. I mean, it was just you had a, to do so little fat goal. Yeah. It was almost embarrassing. Mm. I mean, he could have he could have sit there and had a shit on the pitch, <laughs> and he would he would have hit that and trickled in because no one fucking doing anything. It was it, it was that much more frustrating that no one was doing anything to to actually stop the tide. And it was so pathetically similar to Fulham's fourth goal. In fact, that it was a corner to the back stick. You've got, if it's going to the back stick, you almost you know you have as more you've got more time to get to it and judge it and assess yeah. what's going to happen with and it. It wasn't even whipped in. No, it was floating. It was looped in. It was a flowy corner, and there was three guys there over six foot tall, and then a guy who's got hands to catch a ball with, and it's they still managed to cock it up. It's ridiculous. And let, let's talk about moments later. We have a chance for Wolves to to take the lead again. Savile from a co- in a corner, and it's a, a wonder save from Ben yeah. Amos. And it's that moment of how are we not taking the lead again. I, I know people were slagging him off because he is who he is. That was a brilliant save, mm. absolutely brilliant save. And you couldn't put it anywhere. But how Ben Amos when he played for he came from Man United Academy D and mm. he's got quality about him. How he how he do, redirected himself on that. It, it was just pure instinct, and mm. mm. um, he could have had if he had hit it the other side. There's no saying that Amos wouldn't have put his arm down and hit it there. He had to change that, and he yeah. to it. Like that's what you kind of told to do. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times. I mean, he's hit it from three yards out. He's blasted it, and he's pulled off the same but out absolutely nowhere. He's a world class save, mm. and there's no use to say. Well, Typical that it's against Wolves, yeah. isn't it? Typical. Uh, <laughs> these things happen, and. But it would have been an absolute travesty. Mm. It would have been a travesty if we if we took the lead again because we don't we do nothing at all. And then obviously near the end of the game, they got the winning goal from Cardiff. But it was all people are relating this to Danny Bart again. Everyone was out of position. Like, I don't know where what he was doing. He was playing. He was where Sace should have been. Yeah. I don't know where Sace was. Sace was somewhere else. Um, and the fact that he didn't even put a challenge in, he kind of like. Just ran out, didn't he? Yeah, he ran out and he was like, you know, put his arms out and he was like trying to. I don't know, he was like going to do the truffle shuffle or something. <laughs> he, was kind of, he, was, he made one step, oh no, he's gone, he's gone the other way. But then the guy's got. The guy's took a shot from just inside the box and he's still got to be too. He's still got to be. I offer who just threw himself in, in the way. But I think, in a way, him throwing himself in front of the ball might have took Harry's eye off it a bit mm. because he was in his way. Um, it was a great strike again, but it was just a, a catastrophe, a calamity of errors all over the pitch from start to finish. There was no, apart from the first twenty two minutes, for first twenty minutes of the game, say after that there was no movement. No, I mean, when we did get the ball back, there was people. I mean, Edwards was doing little flicks and tricks. I mean, why? I mean, Cardiff. <laughs> There's no need, and. There was it was it was just embarrassing because mm. you get you get the ball back all three of them Savile as well. You get the ball, they'd look up. There's no one to pass to, so you've mm. got to pass it back, mm. which means it's inevitably going to go up to Danny Bath, who's just got a hooty air play. But in a way, they had no choice because there's no one doing anything at all. There's no movement from Dicko, who's completely isolated anyway. So you think, oh, he's going to start running around. But even he was getting pissed off at the end because. Well, what's the point? Did, any, did anyone come out of the game well at all? Did, did anybody that you Steers thought, did all right. Steers, Steers yeah. did okay. Um, 
is Doherty is gold and he won't really I mean he's not the best defender in the world anyway but he didn't really do too badly um, com- compared to the others mm. but it was you think it's Steers and maybe Gladden because he didn't get on <laughs> it was that bad on a real I think with Cardiff's second goal with Bart almost breaking the line you've got to win that ball because otherwise you like look at um, Man City Leicester at the weekend yeah. when all they had to do was drag one player out of position and it just leaves a huge gap and if you're not intelligent and the footballers and tactically aware of what's happening someone like Anthony Pilkington is just going to drive into that space and score you know yeah. it's like rugby as well isn't it and I think I've said this not yet so I've really been on here for about five or six weeks He's been saving it all up. Yeah, tonight. You know, it happened again when I said when Ethan mangled himself in the forest school thing on Monday. He's, um, he cut his head open. He had to get a and and have it glued back together. So he hit his head off and laughed. And happened. This is your son, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, not even back to Adele. <laughs> yeah. Or some random person that Stu decided to. Yeah, but Ethan Ebanks had that in a cage. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you got your son in a cage? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't do any harm in there. Yes. What was I going to... I don't know. I don't know how you dance <laughs> this, Johnny, but your son's okay. Let's, yeah, let's make fine. that clear. Um, hmm. Is your son okay? Yeah, he's fine. Okay, okay. <laughs> he, he That's all we want to clarify. We'll retweet that later. He's got some uh, his football awards from his uh, little coaching course that he ah, goes on. okay. Healthy champion as well. Ah, look at that. Good dude drop in one day. <laughs> oh, there you may. Uh, so all in all, then Cardiff, disappointing. Oh, that's what I was on. I remember now. Um... I said about Iorfa when Iorfa and House said they've been pretty diabolical. Mm. Um, but when the, in this run of form they've played for England and been great. Mm. They only when they play for England they've got someone in between them. If that, that person in between them's rotated, been different ones. All it hasn't been is Danny Bath. And it, okay. I mean, I know that Luke said he was going to play for England one day. <laughs> He might yeah. play. He might play for England when he's about fifty years old, uh, but I, I, he's gone backwards so badly from where when he came when the first year in the championship when he was a great defender mm. and he was a good captain and a good leader. Now he needs taken out because every other member of that defence has been dropped at one point or another. He ain't. He stayed there, and we've been equally as shit as ever. Mm. Every single time that all the squads been rotated apart from him, and you got to think now. Well. When Williamson comes back in, who's going to be dropped? Probably Steven. We'll see. We'll see. All in all, then, we can't if disappointed given the fact that it was a, a game we needed to win, really. It wasn't, it wasn't even the fact that we lost. I mean, you take a defeat when we're used to that. But it was the manner of the defeat and the manner of the performance was so pathetic that, that it, it was pathetic and it was tactically inept. And that was all down to him. And I know he's only been here a month and whatever, but... He came over with that silly statement about, oh, we've got more players than the cast of Ben Hur. And then come out after the match and said, that, oh, no, the players couldn't cope because they were tired. Well, we've got a squad the size of Ben Hur, so why didn't you use them then? <laughs> Fulham players were tired, were they? they? They managed to smash Rotherham. Yeah. 2-1. They played in the same game as us. So he's talking at his arse. And I would have Gary Rowett now. I'm changing subject, but it was. And another thing... <laughs> Right. She's about to walk out as well. <laughs> right, Dave, set the mic again. We're going. <laughs> right. Calm down. There we go. There we go. 
That's Cardiff done now. We're going to preview the game this weekend against Nottingham Forest away. Uh, Nottingham Forest currently in the table. I did have it already on my pre-approved phone. Pre-approved phone? That's like Pre-approved? Yeah, pre-approved. Currently 16th. They are currently 16th in the table. Wolves are only three points behind them. So how close the league is so far. Wolves are 20th. We're not in the relegation still, people, which is still a relief. Yeah. We're only two points <coughs> above that zone. It could be one tonight, one, one point, if Wigan were able to get a, a result against Newcastle. Uh, Forest do play tonight in Wednesday night when we're recording it against Preston, so you'll know the result by the time you're listening to this. And got, not in Forest have always been one of those teams where you would think, especially with the, with the money they've got, that they should do better, but they're always floating around mid-table. That's where they seem to be at the minute. I think they've picked up slightly with results recently. Nottingham Forest, What's what do people think for the weekend at, at first for that kind of game? Is it a game, it should be on paper, a winnable game, but you don't know at the minute. I went into the last night really excited, thinking, oh no, we're going to go forward, we're going to play attacking football, we're going to go forward, we're going to play well. I was vastly disappointed, hmm. and to put it mildly. So, I've no idea anymore. Hmm. It, it, nothing makes any sense. I mean, if if Ioffe is even involved in the in the squad at all, it's a travesty in nature. After he needs dropping for his own sanity and for his own for his own good, really, because he's getting pelters now, and the people started to turn last night. And when they start to turn on players like that who who are obviously really talented and several can handle he's used to it, but the, there's players in that team who need to be taken out of the firing line for our good and theirs. Mm. And what you is, can't say there's. He's the only right back at the club. No, exactly. Either. I mean, right back is where you can even put Cody there. Cody, Cody did an all right job in it. Cody's, right Cody's probably our most, our best right back this season. Yeah. Playing there. He's been. I reckon I could make a fairly valid claim to say he's played better at right back for Wolves this season than he has in centre mid. Oh yeah. I mean, I thought he did okay on Saturday. Though. I thought he had yeah, a no, decent he... game. Um, by his by his standards, I mean, he still was brilliant, and it was no surprise that Savile came in. Um, for him, but <coughs> you're probably right there, though. Yeah. You? yeah. But even this per- silver, Silvio. Yeah. Why? Why not? I mean, yeah, I, I he's I a right just, back. Yeah. Play him at right back. Not mess about. Yeah. I mean, I mean the brief times that Silvio's played for us, I've been. I thought impressed, he, he, did, yeah. he, he yeah. did well. He impressed. Uh, obviously, Forest before their game uh, against Preston um, lost their local derby. Against Derby, three 0 before that, that a two more home win against Newcastle United, as well. So team, uh, let's let's talk about team for, for Saturday because it is an away game. So you've got to think about how Lambert's going to set up for an away game. Uh, but in a perfect world, what would your starting lineup be? Presumably with Kimi in goal. Presumably if he's not injured. I think they said he's got a good chance of being back for it. To be yeah. for this because they said there's a. There's a chance he was going to make it before <coughs> Cardiff, um, so I'm assuming he'll be back. And yeah, you can't. I, I wouldn't think twice about putting him back in. Not yeah, you can't keep. I mean, he was. <coughs> I mean, he's 19 years old. He shouldn't be. He, he's not ready for this. No, and that's no discredit to him, is no, it? No, 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 no. no it, it, it's he's a different style of keeper than we used to. He's put. He's been thrown into a deep end with a, a bag of shit in front of him. We don't know yeah. what they're doing. We've got no leadership, and he don't need it because he's going to stunt his development in the yeah. long run. Um, I don't know what because when I said about in his brilliant um, interview and he said we wouldn't think twice about an emergency loan keeper and I was praying for uh, my man to come back 
But there was a story uh, this week about uh, Man United apparently blocked a loan move for Sam Johnston, Johnston. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. because of the Cameron Borthwick Jackson and how he's been treated. Apparently, well, if he if he pulled his finger out of his ass and showed some commitment, then he'd play, wouldn't he? <laughs> That's his problem, though. I'd like. Oh. I said on this first game, this first podcast of the season, there about and my dad being a United fan has watched him on MU TV and he's a good player, and but he's just. He didn't cast, did he? That was his problem. For play- I know he, he was messed about and stuff, but he was a, young, a player on loan. If you're on loan, compare him to Helder Costa. Completely different attitudes. He's in a different country. He tries his art everywhere. He throws himself on the floor every now and again. But he don't bulk challenges, and he doesn't... He, at least he puts an effort in. Mm. Arthur Jackson just strolls around. Mm. That's why he ain't playing. Defence, defence, because uh, my, my concern has been that we keep chop, chopping and changing defence all the time and we've got to somehow have a consistent defence to, to to keep some kind of consistency going forward, but it's got to be a different defence once again. I'd so. definitely keep Stephen and Bart at the back. Because, you know, because no, Bart's it, not, it, simply it, because it, Bart's not going to be dropped and... Bart and Stephen... I'll have looked better together again like yes. before <coughs> so that seems to be the best the only thing I could I'd be tempted to play Doherty at right back and maybe bring Hawes in at left back what's oh, Juice thinking Cogs attorney you've gone mad I know <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't the problem is you can't steam and he's not a leader is he no steam is not a leader and he's he never pro- professed but, to be a leader the only leader we've got, he's still not fit, if he ever is going to be fit, um, in Williamson. So we're going to have to struggle around along with him there. But Doherty play what Doherty yeah. is a decent left back. I mean, I, 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 I keep Doherty in. I, I, I bring Sylvia back, but I, I presume that's not going to happen. So, so. Sylvia will cut anyone, but I offer for his sake and ours at the minute mm-hmm. because it's just not working. Um, uh, midfield then. I'm presuming we're going for this classic 4 3 3 that Walter. Yeah, the flat, the flat, the flat through. Just yeah, which is somehow incredibly flat in an attacking sense. So we can't like break between the lines, but somehow kind of gets merged up into like a weird abstract shape for when we defend. It just makes it incredibly easy for them. So what three would you play there? Because I know recently it's been Cody Edwards and Sace. Is that would you keep I that? Think would you change gonna, it? I reckon it might be Savile, Cody, and Edwards. Unless Prince is fit, if if it's that if that midfield lines up, we're going to get dicked on again. Um, however bad Sace was last night, I don't know why Jack Price is not playing. It doesn't make any sense now. Is that, that if that game last night was crying out for anything, it was someone to put the football on the ball. So they stop pissing about. Let's just sort ourselves out and start again. And there was no one in the middle of the park to sort it out last night. Hmm. Um, I'd bring Price back in. I mean. Who would you play alongside him, though? Because that's <coughs> my thing with this current fun. system, this current setup, is that well, Sace doesn't get the opportunity to get his foot on the ball, and he's technically look, better than Price. So, what's Price going to do in that position then? This was Sace. It seemed that he was dropping deeper, mm. and until we, we kind of switched to a weird like semi four four two on Saturday, um, which seemed to work for a bit. Yeah. Um, he's obviously got the technical ability because he's spraying balls around all over the place play him a little bit forward 
Mm. So play price and say that's never been tried yet. I wouldn't mind. So, uh, to be fair, I think having them alongside each other might work. Yeah, because actually they're both relatively defensive-minded mm. players. I just don't see. It, it, it seems to me that he's wanting one defensive and then two almost engine room players, and not even like a more attacking one. And Edward seems that he's been massively restricted. Well, well it's what we said all what we said last year, we've said it for years anyway, that you play Dave Edwards in anything other than number ten, he's shit. He can't yeah. do it, he's not that's not his role anymore. He's what, thirty years old now? Thirty one, mm, something yeah, like that. He's not a central midfielder anymore. He's a, a guy who plays just beyond the striker, a links play. He can't do he can't play as a central midfielder. But I'm sticking Kevin Nolan yeah. back there and you know, he has a very set role which he can do quite well. Yeah. And it, 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 he's got the players around him in that setup for him to gain more traction in that team. Especially and just by standing five yards further forward, and he's clearly being told not no, to. No, yeah, it's not him. It, it, yeah. It's the genius who's who's in charge of all this, playing him there. And you think, well, you've got a guy who likes getting forward, who likes breaking from midfield. Well, keep playing there then. You know what? It's you know hard. You know what you almost need. I, I'm just going off topic here. Um, he's you almost need a, a, a video of kind of someone interviewing Paul Lambert, and I, I'm not saying this as a joke. I mean this seriously. Going through how he sees football and how he sees this system, and how mm. you almost need like a whiteboard with those little round circles on, and you talk about right. This is why I play it like this, and this is why certain players go in these positions. So people just yeah. understand it more. And obviously, that's never going to happen. But it'd just be an interesting piece to hear from someone directly who has obviously got. The knowledge and the experience of, I think the uh, idea, of football. The idea is that they've got one player sitting and very mm. much making a five outfield defensive setup. And you've got two players who are just going to run up and down for you mm. and cover the middle third of the pitch mm. and sweep up anything to then pass it to three creative players. But that mm. does not work with the players that are yeah. there. And it needs to have two sitters and one a bit higher up. And it's when, and we. When we tried in under jacket to try and play four four two after years of playing forty three one, and we, it always went wrong because mm. then players and they're very much very much the same group of players are used to playing forty three one. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you two sitters? You still have, you still got your three in the middle, just two dropped further back and away from home. It's perfect. Mm. You still play Cavalero on the left on, because he is tracking back and he is doing his defensive jobs. He's now. doing fine. He, like yeah. his. His game, his, his game is working. Mm. On the right might be a problem because you don't know how bad Costa is mm. if he's going to play there. So that, and if Costa's not fit on Saturday? I'll put Tashira there. Tashira, yeah. Because you can't... You've got I don't know what options we have to be. No. I would I mean, Bright... No. Mr. No. 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 Bright was dull last night. Mm. Um... <laughs> I always feel sorry for Prince Paul and Lauren for yeah. all of them. Right. And I also recommend Bright's Instagram story account. If you, I, there's just little ten second clips of him staring at his phone, looking at camera, and I'm just thinking this is building up to something here. This is building up to a go. But I just do you reckon he's like doing some sort of postmodern art? It's like a Shia LaBeouf thing. Yeah, yeah I really hope he's, he is. As Bright and up hair and got Snapchat, because I can imagine him enjoying Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do that. But yeah, just check it out on Instagram. Bright Instagram. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. not it's a, that's not it's at all. That's yeah. at yeah. Bright Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we c- it could end up playing Savile there yeah. on the right wing because we haven't got any. 
mean, it's, I'd play Cody right mid, but I wouldn't play him right wing. <coughs> Sorry. Get um, out. Get out. <laughs> and then oh, Dicko up front or Bod? Or Gladden? Oh. <laughs> you know what? Is Paul Gladden just a new fan cast cult hero at this point? Yes, yes yeah. he is. Just, yeah. Let's get me set in stone now. For... He can't be any worse than what's happened in the last two games. In the last month or so. And when, when was the last time one of them scored? You said this last August, week. August, uh, August, it was against... Um, it was Edinburgh, so August 23rd. Yeah. Is last time a striker scored. Yeah. We said Matt Doherty scored more than Bodvarsson. Yeah, now yeah this season. exactly. It's ridiculous. And can someone just, if either of you two know the answer to this, someone I saw on Twitter this week uh, suggested that Gladden would be staying at Wolves until the end of the season because he's already played for two Twice, teams. Yeah, yeah. So what? So I don't know what is that rule. I you can't. Know. If you you can only play for two teams in one football season, football calendar year. Yeah. Right. So if you if you move to a third, you need like, to I go think, through a court appeal. Who was it? As Mascherano. And Mascherano when he was at Corinthians. Yeah, then he went to West Ham. And then when he tried to move to Liverpool because he realised yeah. he was actually quite good at football. They had to like, <laughs> they had to like basically appeal it. It usually goes through. There was another one since. So there. therefore, we, there was we, we, we've know. got Gladden for the season. So why not just there's, use him? There's no play the loan. Can he go on loan? Yeah, you can do loans. Oh, so we'll be gone on loan. That's fine. So I'm just I'm, breaks my illusion of of Gladden finally seeing me. Again. I mean, the way we're playing. The midfield was so bad last night that it just turned into a long ball again. Mm. And you play long ball to the new dicko. Mm. So, why do you play long ball to someone who can head the ball, who's tall? It doesn't work with Rodvarsson because that's not his game. I think we should start the hashtag, hashtag Gladden's guys. <laughs> we could get t-shirts <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's our, it's our new thing to try and get Gladden we should do into like, the first team I, again. Hashtag, as well. yes, hashtag Gladden's guys. Do you think we should do uh, like a fan cast Christmas meal at Sheffield Balti? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Put a spotter on the door just, just to get comes <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's do predictions then for Saturday. Oh, uh, Wolves against Nottingham Forest. Uh, what's your gut telling you right now? Wednesday night of recording this podcast uh, for Forest v Wolves right before Christmas. Stu, will your prediction be full of Christmas cheer or Christmas coal? I'm just going to go for that. Christmas coal? Yeah, I'm just, what's the negative? Cheer? Krampus? That's the anti-Santa. Okay. And also a very fun film. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go for coal. Cheer or coal? We'll, 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 are you, so you going to get a um, chocolate orange or a piece of coal? That seems. Uh, yeah. I don't like chocolate orange, though, so it's going to be difficult. I don't know. <laughs> I should have picked something I actually like. Are you going to get a box of heroes yeah. or a box of roses? Because that's fair, no one really eats the roses anymore. Can you get them anymore? You can do. Haven't they like, taken what? out for. The packaging, packaging, yeah, packaging's different as well inside for the sweets. Yeah, so you can't actually. Yeah, is it, are they all the same colour? Or something's happened with the packaging that it makes it hard to actually know which one you're having. It's making heroes, it heroes or roses, too. <laughs> which one is it? It's so ridiculous. We could go there and win 3 0, something like that. But what is it? Heroes or roses, your prediction? <sighs> heroes or roses. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, Dave's about to break, guys. 2 1. I'll go 2 1. I'll do it for a 2 1 win. 2 1 win, he's here. I don't know why, because he doesn't make any sense. Score. That's the only reason I'm doing it. Scorers? Doherty. Paul Gladden. Paul Gladden. <laughs> yes! Hashtag Gladden's guys. <laughs> so, uh, Rich, prediction, what have you got telling you right now? I'm going to go mm-hmm. Heroes. Heroes, yeah? Yeah. And what are you going for? I was going to go 2 1 as well, but because I can't have the same as Stuart, I'm going to go 1 0. 
And I don't know how Ooh. we're going to keep a clean sheet, but we are. And oh. yeah, I think it's, and I reckon it's going to be Dicko to score. Like, it'll come off like his arse or something. I was going to say, this is probably one to do a poll on Twitter, but heroes or celebrations? Uh, heroes. Clear. Uh, well, it could tie nicely say, into the like, corner. Twitter yeah. corner, sorry. No one's asked us that question. I was going to say... Uh, like, oh, no, hang on. Hang on. No, no one's no. asked that question. Anyway, so I'm going to go for... Uh, I'll even... Not even out. I'll say uh, Roses, and I think we're going to lose 1-0. That's what I'm going Yeah, it's a more realistic storyline. Anyway, so let's do the final part of this week's podcast, which is Twitter Corner. It's your chance to send us your Wolves or non-Wolves related questions, and we will answer them. If you're not on Twitter, you can send us your questions still via email, podcast at wolvesfancast.com, or on our Facebook page, just go on to wolvesfancast and drop a comment on our wall. Uh, let's start off firstly with, no drum roll, uh, Lewis Taylor, who says, uh, do you think Lambert can sort our team out for us to challenge for promotion next season? From League One. Do you think he's going to be here next season? <laughs> promotion from League One, yeah, because... Let's I mean, say, let's no, let's say in the Championship, we get a comfortable, nice little low-end um, Championship um, finish, like we did last season. We're going to next season... Will Lambert, with the money and the resources behind us, be able to put a craft a team together to challenge for a promotion? I don't think he'll get the chance. I don't I, think he'll last I, the summer. I was going to say, I think the bigger question is, will he be here? Yeah, I don't think he is. Season. I don't think he'll last the summer. Because he's only, I'm presuming he's only on a rolling one-year contract, like they all are. Mm. Um, and Gary Rowe going today, well, I said earlier, as they kind of semi-joke, but I'll do it now. I'll just buy the bullet and say, well, there you go, sorry, you've, you ain't done it. Mm-hmm. Get someone in who's. So you think so? So the, I don't think he'll get the chance. So the question is actually opened up a bigger question of whether he'll be here yeah. next, so next no. season. No. By, by default, no. no. Rich, I'd be surprised. No, no, be surprised. Uh, Joe Bromley, best Christmas song. Wham! Last Christmas. Solid choice. Although I've been, I only heard it the other day. Kelly Clarkson one, underneath the tree. Never um, heard it. It was. I think it was like last year or the year before. I've I've heard it about sixteen times in the last two days <laughs> <laughs> using Amazon Music. Rich. It tells you all the words. I did see it come through earlier. I've been know it, it's that question's probably taken a bit too much of my time this evening. Yeah. You're wondering why I've been quite in the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go Slade. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. It's, a classic. No, it's a local one. Pretty much everyone can kind of have some tenuous link to Slade as well. Around Americans there. don't know these things though. Oh. Apart from Steve, obviously. I was yeah. going to say, are we going to have to yeah. introduce Steve to um, <laughs> Slade? No, oh, we have got a new fan in um, in Washington oh. as well, Amy, who's um, a Baltimore Orioles fan, baseball boys, oh, yeah. same colour shirts. Very good. Hello, Amy. Yeah, Listen. there you go. She uh, don't know Christmas songs, though. <laughs> wizard. Oh, we should go with no, Wizard. Every no, day. they don't know Wizard. Yeah, but that's the best song. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the best song. Um, AJ Smith, who invented the skip? Who invented the skip? Yeah. The crisps, the crisps, or you need to do store rubbish, or the. the See, I was thinking the of the rope. rope. I was thinking of the rope. The rope. skipping skip. Oh, the skipping rope. Because ah. yeah. What do you mean, like the camp kind of way of walking? This is another interpretation. Wow. wow. Uh, uh, do any of us know the answers to any of the above? <laughs> no, I'd say just in for this, that one. But. Uh, I know it's a partridge reference, but again. Open it up to a wider topic again. <laughs> See, this is what's magical about Twitter Corner. Um, Joe, uh, or that silent wolf on Twitter says, Joshua or Klitschko? 
Are you in boxing again? It'll be 18 months by the time that fight comes around. You were saying to the Joshua. Yeah, Rich. I like Joshua, but I'm going to go Klitschko. I think he's just, I think he's just going to keep him at bay. I mean, that idiot that he was in the ring with on Saturday night. That he's was... not a boxer. He's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked like the, the draggy bit of a kebab shop. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, honestly. It, it was embarrassing for, no. what, I'm, 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 I'm going to... At the minute, my gut is unfortunately telling me Klitschko. I just it's gonna be a massive test, which is the biggest test really for Joshua this year. Yeah. Well he's he's, he's never fought anyone that good. Mm. And it's such a big step up from what he's used to. Um yeah. but we but shall he s- hasn't fought for eighteen months. But we shall see. Uh, next spot. question, we've got to, we've got to fire through these. Uh, Jay Anderson, favourite favourite Christmas film. Die Hard, obviously. And it is oh, a Christmas is, film. Yeah. I, 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 they even said it on the Ryan Rumble, didn't they? Yeah, they did a poll. Yeah, mm. but... And it's an official poll because it was over 2,000 people. Okay, so... Okay. I understand it that it's a Christmas... Because you've got something like Great Escape, which is historically and culturally always played at Christmas time. Yeah. Not set at Christmas. Yeah, it's like so. Mary Poppins. Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Set at Christmas. It's set at Christmas. It's set at Christmas. Yeah. Is it a Christmas film? Well, it, it can. But it's but... not a Christmas film. Okay. <laughs> Christmas films that have got Christmas things in them, not set at Christmas. Is that what you're changing the I'm interpretation trying to, to? I'm trying to suggest that Christmas films should be films that the context of the film is about Christmas, not that when it's set this at a certain time better. of the year. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Are the Elf or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? There we go. Sorted. Yeah, I was, I was going to you, like, I, I'm not. I, I know I was joking, but you'd have to say Iron Man Three is a Christmas film because it's set at Christmas. But I bet you found Batman a lot of Returns. People, yeah, you put. You wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Excellent. It's it's a debate. Somehow, all of your comments in this is related to an Iron Man. Peter <laughs> P- Pete Ahab says, uh, "What Star Wars character would you want on the team to fight relegation slash evil empire Ooh. slash rebel scum?" Great question, by the way, that is. Ooh. What Star Wars character would you have? It's a curveball. I wouldn't have. Ball, I wouldn't have one character. I would have a an, an, a collection of characters. The band from the cantina, just to be on, uh, be on the pitch uh, pre-game, just to play the repeated song. So at least you've been a nice little jolly mood before the game. Lander. Yeah. Just because. He's a bit of a wily old fox. He's a bit of a scumbag, but he's a good guy as well. Yeah. So he's a bit, <coughs> he's a bit like the stoke defending. And we need someone in defence. He's a bit wily, yeah, but he's ultimately good. He's a badass with a heart of gold. Exactly. Yeah. Rich. I'm gonna go Mace Windu. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a lot of background about him, and like well, you know. he was the one who made. Um, who did that thing to who, why Grievous can't breathe properly? Yeah, but that's not canon anymore because they took it away. He fought for a long time, he was the one who's been bounced for force, and he actually taps into the dark side. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm gonna go him because, like, he's I mean, Sam Jackson's also, you yeah. know, it's definite badass. I mean. He was in the animated, the traditional mm. animated mm. Clone Wars film where he was the one who uh, crushed uh, Grievous's lungs, but that's not canon anymore, it's only the CG. Almost. Yeah, little uh, little geek reference for you yeah. there. I've watched every single episode of it, both <laughs> and Rebels. She's good. Oh, and finally, um, 
I, I don't know if this is a direct question, so apologies. Tom Rice <laughs> says, uh, who was the last Harry to play for Wolves? Oh. Apart from before um, Burgoyne. Yeah, I guess so. I presume before Burgoyne. Look, it's late, I'm tired. Uh, it was the last Harry to play for You're probably talking about like, 60s, 50s, something yeah. like that. Someone knows the answer to this. The last Harry to play for was before Harry Burgoyne. I bet you'll be someone from two years ago. And like, I bet oh, yeah. someone, I bet, yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be someone under a going hodler or something, and we're just... You tell us, at WWC Fancast, last Harry to play for before Harry Burgoyne. That's the end for Twitter Corner. Thank you very much for your questions. We uh, like to think that we took people's questions and t- made them into other questions. <laughs> we invented the different scrolls to skip. I'm sure you can all let us know at WGFT Just what can make you think more than anything exactly. else, you know? Make sure you get your questions in for Twitter Corner at WGFT Fancast or email us podcast at wallsfancast.com. And that's it for this week's podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. Look for a new website or web solution. Check them out at operacreative.com. And you can follow us on social media throughout the week with our usual quotes and gifts and ramblings. Just search Walls Fancast on your platform and we will probably be there. Next week, we'll be back for our kind of Christmas special, because it's the last podcast before Christmas, uh, where we'll be talking about that game against Nottingham Forest. But for this week, it's by from Rich. Harry Robertham uh, oh. played uh, wing half for Wolves, Fulham and Brentford um, in the early 1900s and was killed in the Battle of Somme in 1916. Som. Yeah, And goodbye, Baz. Well, I'll leave it on. <laughs> Stu? What do you think about the, um, the, the adverts, which is the best advert this year? We go. For Christmas, yeah. um, I'm going for the um, the Flash advert. It's not Chris related, just a good advert. <laughs> just just <laughs> good content driven yes. advert. Song, it sells the product, it's a catchy it's tune not, to it. Not. You know the song, solid. and you know the product at the end yeah, of the exactly. day. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going for the James Corden one, the one that James Corden sings. Oh, yeah. I was, which one's Is it Sainsbury's? Yeah, so we couldn't I, remember what it's for. I haven't seen that, but yeah. It's all like claymation and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See you next week, everyone. <laughs>